Grace, Tom, thank you uh, very much uh, for that reading. Well, the moment that we have all been waiting for has finally arrived. Yes, you guessed it. It's the uh, list of the UK's most popular baby names for the last year. It was released in uh, the week just past, just in case you managed to miss it. Let me uh, give you the rundown. Uh, In first place for girls is Olivia, closely followed by Lily and Sophia. So well done if you had a uh, baby girl with those names this year. Uh, For boys, the top spot was held by Oliver. I think that's a uh, second year for Oliver, as far as I know. Uh, Closely followed by Mohammed and Noah. So some interesting choices there. Uh, People choose baby names for for a whole uh, variety of reasons. Some of you at Holy Trinity will know that uh, my wife and I have just had a a new baby. Uh, We found it very, very, very difficult to choose a baby name. Uh, Part of the problem is because my wife is a teacher, and if you're a teacher here, you'll know that you've probably taught every single child under the sun who happens to have that name, and you have a negative association (laughs) with that. So it means your pool of names is very, very small. Uh, People choose baby names for, for a whole variety of reasons, but actually, throughout history, and in many cultures uh, still today, a name is chosen actually largely on the basis of what it means. Uh, so, for example, uh, if you're called Nigel tonight, your name means champion. Uh, if your name is Helen, then it means pleasant. Uh, we chose Jonathan for our, uh, late, uh, our latest uh, arrival to our family. That means gift of God. Uh, names have a certain meaning. And in that reading that uh, we've just had, that Tom read for us, uh, there are two names in particular that are given to the baby we celebrate at Christmas. Uh, and I want to take the next few minutes just to think about them and think about what they tell us about who Jesus is and why he came at Christmas. Let's look at that uh, first one first. Let's look at the name of Jesus. And the name Jesus tells us that this baby has come to rescue. This baby has come to rescue. Uh, If you have the good fortune to be married, then you'll probably remember the excitement of what it was like to get engaged. You have a a wedding to plan, don't you? You have people to tell. There's a whole new life ahead of you that uh, you're looking forward to. Uh, However, engagements don't always uh, go to plan. Uh, For example, my wife and I managed to get engaged without actually uh, me asking her the question at all. Uh, I can say I'm going to have to do some explaining here. Let me, uh, let me do that for you. Um, I wrote to my now father-in-law for his permission to ask uh, Claire to marry me. I thought I ought to do it properly, do, do the done thing. So I, I wrote this uh, letter. I, I wrote it several times uh, just, to be, just to be sure and popped it in the post. Uh, my father-in-law assumed that we'd planned everything out and all that was required was his sort of rubber stamp, as it were. Uh, he promptly, on receiving the letter, phoned up Claire... Uh, to offer his heartiest congratulations. <laughs> and, of course, you know the rest of it. Uh, before I'd actually popped the question. There we go. Uh, I think it's safe to say that the engagement story that we read about in uh, Matthew's Gospel uh, is not quite what Joseph had had in mind. Uh, so we're told, aren't we, that Mary, who was the, the mother of Jesus, was engaged to be married to this man called Joseph. Joseph. But there is a problem, and it's a big problem, isn't it? Mary is expecting a child 
which isn't Joseph's. Now, it'd be pretty shocking if that happened today. Uh, Jeremy Carl has made uh, thousands off those sort of stories, hasn't he? It would be shocking if it happened today. In those days, it would have been utterly devastating. Uh, an engaged couple in those days were effectively treated as married. So if you were unfaithful in uh, an engagement period, that was an invitation for the offended party to divorce, and it would mean absolute disgrace and social shame. Well, what was Joseph going to do about it? Well, we're told that he uh, was a righteous man, uh, and and he decided that he he wants to do the right thing. And the best thing that he could see, as far as he he could could tell, uh, was to just quietly break off the engagement, perhaps pretend it, it had never happened, try and spare Mary the shame that he knew would inevitably follow. And yet, even if this wasn't Joseph's plan, it was God's plan. Because an angel appears, uh, telling uh, him that this, this child that Mary is carrying is actually from God. And he has a name. They are to give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. Well, the name Jesus would definitely have made it onto the most popular list of uh, 4 BC or whenever it actually was that this story actually happened. Uh, it's the Greek form of Joshua. Uh, in Hebrew, it means Yeshua. It's, it's pronounced Yeshua. The interesting thing to note, however, is not so much its popularity, but rather what it means. It, it means simply God to the rescue. Jesus has come to rescue us. Well, why does the world need a rescuer? Well, the answer lies, friends, in that very first reading that uh, we had read this evening. Uh, The Bible tells us that the first human beings, Adam and Eve, were created by God to, to live with him in a perfect relationship, in the world that he had created for them. And yet, instead, sadly, they rebelled against him. They tried to live their own way. They they tried to to live with themselves in charge of life, rather than God. And in fact, the Bible explains that actually that has been the pattern of humankind ever since. All of us have done exactly the same, whether we realise it or not. We've chosen to live lives for ourselves, rather than for God. Uh, Just the other week, I I heard the story of a uh, little girl who was taking part in her school nativity play. Uh, She was very fond of uh, acting and was determined to secure the parts of Mary. Uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't to be her year. Uh, She was uh, relegated to the role of innkeeper's wife with one line, no room at the end. Well, she took her revenge when the moment came for Mary and Joseph to knock on the door. Come on in, there's plenty of room. (laughs) Chaos followed. It's a funny story, but actually it gets to the heart of what is wrong with our world. The world is in chaos. uh, Because we have tried to take centre stage away from God. We've gone off script, if if you like to put it that way. The world is in chaos. That's the reason, ultimately, behind Aleppo. 
It's the reason behind the, the football abuse scandals. It's the reason why for so many people Christmas is actually a, a time of, of darkness and despair rather than joy and laughter. And yet the good news that the angel reveals is that in this baby God has come to the rescue because this baby will not remain a baby. He will grow up to be a man and one day to die a a hideous death that he did not deserve on a cross. It was a death, in fact, that you and I deserved. But it's a death that because he died it in our place means that we are rescued from our rebellion. Jesus is God's rescue. Well, let's look at the second name that we have in that story. And the second name is Emmanuel. And Emmanuel tells us that this baby has come for a relationship. He's come for a relationship. I don't know what uh, your favourite things to do at Christmas is, but but one of my favourite things at Christmas is seeing family and friends uh, come together. There's something wonderful, isn't there, when people come from far away, people you haven't seen for uh, perhaps uh, uh, most of the year, uh, coming together uh, to enjoy each other's company. Uh, My guess is lots of you will probably say much the same. Uh, Relationships are uh, among the most precious things that we have to enjoy as uh, human beings. And we shouldn't be surprised at that. If we believe, as as Christians do, that we are the creation of a loving God who loves us, then that is no surprise. And the second name of Jesus tells us that actually it's in this child that those loving purposes of God come to their fullest extent. Because Matthew tells us that just as the prophets of old had promised, this child will bear another name, Emmanuel, And he explains for us uh, what that means. God with us. Well, let's pause for a moment and just consider what that means. It is an astonishing thing, I think, to say that God has sent a rescuer to us. We certainly don't deserve it. But it's an even more astonishing thing, is it not, to say that not only has God sent a rescuer, but that that rescuer is God himself. It's not a representative. It's not a substitute. It is God himself. True God from true God, begotten, not created. God has broken into the world in the person of a human baby. Well, if this is true, uh, and I believe that it is so, then I think it should offer us both a challenge and an encouragement. It should challenge us that if Jesus really is God, then we have to do something about it. We have to recognise him for who he is and make a response. Uh, If he isn't really God, then we can quietly ignore him. And we can frankly ignore Christmas as well, because it doesn't mean very much if it's all a pack of lies. But if he is who the Bible claims that he is, then that changes everything. This is the event that the whole world has been leading up to. The entry of God into the world that he created. It's a challenge. But it's also an encouragement as well, I think. 
Because if Jesus really is God, then that means that we have a God who is not some distant, callous potentate who's just waiting to trip us up and have his revenge at some point in the future. But in fact, we have a God who loves us. Who loves us with a love that's prepared to to reach out to us whatever the cost might be for himself. He's prepared to submit to the indignities of being human. The pain, the the sickness, the suffering, the squalor of poverty, the shame of scandal, the sorrow even of death itself. He's even prepared to risk the possibility that he will be rejected by those whom he came to save. And that, in fact, is what the Bible said would happen, and it did happen. He was nailed to a cross as the crowds who had acclaimed him turned against him and rejected him. Friends, this is Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, A few years ago, the nation of Belgium voted in a poll to find their country's greatest uh, ever figure. And the man they chose after much uh, voting and deliberation was a very humble Roman Catholic priest uh, by the name of Father Damien. Uh, Father Damien spent the bulk of his ministry Uh, inspired by the example of Jesus, uh, ministering to lepers on a remote leper colony in uh, one of the Hawaiian islands. Uh, He went there really not knowing what was going to happen. Uh, He spent 11 years among these uh, desperate individuals. And after 11 years, the colony was stunned when one Sunday he stood up and began his sermon with these words, We lepers... He had contracted the disease that he'd worked so hard to, uh, to deal with, to bring healing. The name Emmanuel tells us that when God speaks to us through Jesus, he says, we humans. For God has entered into our world and become one of us in order that we might become one with him as well, to restore that relationship that our rebellion had ripped apart and destroyed. Friends, Jesus has come for relationship. Well, if all this is true, then then it demands a response, I think. And as I was reading this story again this week, it, it struck me that considering the response of Joseph to the news that he heard might be helpful for us as we consider what our individual response might be to that same news uh, this evening. It seems to me there are three possible responses that Joseph might have come up with. I I suppose in the first place, he might have chosen just simply not to believe it. I mean, after all, it it seems totally incredible, doesn't it? It, it Completely impossible, utterly far-fetched that God would come to earth in a human baby. And my guess is that there'll be some tonight for whom that will be the response. It just seems a load of nonsense. It's just too hard to believe. Well, if that is you, then uh, thank you for listening patiently, and we do trust that you have a Merry Christmas, and we hope we might see you again uh, at some point. You're always very, very welcome. That's one response. How about this response uh, for another one? It might have been that Joseph would want more information. After all, it's probably blindsided him to to hear this news. He might want a bit more information 
about who this child is and what this really means. And I guess that might be true for for some here this evening. Uh, Well, if that describes you this evening, well, again, let me remind you, Christianity Explored starts in the new year. We'd love to see you there. Do just pop along or uh, speak to me after the service. Uh, We would love to see you there. It's a wonderful opportunity to explore more the claims of Jesus and what that means uh, for you and for me. We've also got a copy of one of the lives of Jesus that the uh, Bible provides for us, the Gospel of Luke. That's available at the back. Again, free of charge. You're very welcome to take it and sit down to read it after Christmas lunch and uh, consider what you make of Jesus. Again, just ask me and I'd be very pleased to give that to you. But there's a third response, isn't there, I think. And it might be that this response uh, fits you. It might be that this evening you have recognised perhaps for the first time, uh, who Jesus is uh, and why he's come. That you've seen that he's come actually to rescue you from the mess that you've got yourself into. He's come for a relationship, to, to know you, to be with you throughout all the things that you face in this life. Uh, like Joseph, you, you recognise that what God has said is absolutely true. And you want to listen to him and obey him. Well, if that's so, then I I wonder if you might consider praying with me in your heart this prayer that's going to be on the screen in a moment. Uh, It's a very simple prayer. There's nothing particularly special about it. But it's just a prayer that acknowledges to God that you recognize your need of a rescuer. And you want to have a relationship uh, with him. And that can start for you. Uh, this evening. I'm going to give us a moment of quiet, uh, then I'm going to pray it, and if you want to, just echo it in your own heart as well. That's a moment to be quiet, just to consider, uh, and I'll pray. Dear God, thank you for the invitation that you give us this Christmas time to know Jesus. Thank you that you sent your only son to die on the cross for us, to rescue us from our sin. I'm sorry for my rejection of you. Please forgive me. Please come into my life that I may know you as my loving Heavenly Father. Amen. Well, if you did pray that prayer this evening for the the first time or uh, as a sort of penciling in something, uh, something that you'd uh, done before, then uh, I, I'd love to, to speak with you. I say I'll be at the back uh, by the door that you came in. Do grab me. And I'd love to talk with you and uh, talk more about what that means for you. Uh, speak with the person with whom you came, if that's appropriate for you as well. But whoever you are, whatever your response to the good news we celebrate at Christmas, I do pray that you will have a very, very happy Christmas and a blessed uh, new year. Amen.